We've been in a sermon series post-Easter, talking about uh, post-resurrection things, and uh, I want to speak today about a resurrected family, and um, I pray that it will be helpful uh, for us. I want to read to start from John's Gospel, chapter 19, uh, and just verses 25 to 27. We all know this familiar story. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, standing at the foot of the cross. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son, and to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. And we read uh, just to there. Uh, We're in a sermon series um, at the moment, as I said. But of course it's Mother's Day as well. So um, I'm between a rock and a hard place uh, because I'm not quite sure uh, where to actually pitch uh, the sermon uh, this morning. I'm going to do my best. because my, you know, I often look at a congregation and know who's my audience, uh, and you know, because it's a special day, you know, all the mamas are here, and uh, so I'm going to do my best uh, to do some justice to Mother's Day uh, and uh, to the resurrected family. My experience over 30 years of ministry now uh, has been the realization that family by and large, revolves around mom. I think I'm I'm not on thin ice with this one. Uh, The family generally revolves uh, around mom. But have you ever heard the phrase, if mama ain't happy, nobody ain't happy? (laughs) I thought so. (laughs) And so this post-Easter series has been about the lasting impact of Easter, uh, of resurrection and all the aspects uh, that influence our daily lives, faith and friendship and love, and now today uh, looking uh, at resurrected families. But around each and every one in the home, there's always mom. Mom is the center of it all, isn't she? She's the, she's the one that holds the family together. And so as I was th- preparing, I was thinking, well, where do I pitch the sermon? You know, who, to whom do I speak? Who's my audience? Uh, parents of babies? Mothers? Obviously. The family as a whole. But if it's more than that, I think, because what about the wannabe Mothers? and expectant mothers, and young mothers, and stay-at-home mothers, and working mothers, and career mothers, old mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers. You're all here, one way or another. And allow me to say, what about the men here today? Do I tell them to go to the community center and go and watch rugby? (laughs) You can leave if you want to. So I think 
that today is not just so much about mothers, but also it's about families in the whole sense of the word. And I think the family is epitomized in who mom is. Because it, my experience has been that the family revolves around mom. And so when we start talking about resurrected families, you know, the core, obviously, Jesus Christ, but mom. And I think I've made my point uh, about that. So I thought, well, what do I say? Where do I pitch uh, the sermon this morning? John chapter 16 and verse 33 says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Um, and what sort of this verse is this for Mother's Day, for the family at large? Well, stay with me. Let's see how we go with this. Firstly, I think there are two monsters that we have to deal with in life. Um, insignificance and isolation. And over the years, as I have spoken with mothers, those are the two demons I think that many, many mothers face the demon of isolation and the demon of insignificance, which is such a pity. But I think that most ladies um, fight this one off virtually every day. Let's talk about insignificance, that feeling that I'm, what I'm doing is not really worthwhile. What I'm doing here is not significant. I'm washing and I'm ironing and I'm cleaning and I'm doing the school run, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm only a mother. I hate that phrase. I'm only a mother. Good gracious. I'm sure God must cringe. But also, I'm only a dad. I'm only a kid. But let's just look at moms. Moms, what am I holding here? It's a handbag of some description. Don't worry, Yvonne. I'll give it back afterwards. I don't usually go around with this one, folks. <laughs> so what, what, what am I holding here? Because I want to suggest that every woman in this place has got a handbag with her somehow or another. So I'm going to play a game that says, what's in your bag, baby? I'm going to hold out an object and I want you to reach in your bag and pull out an object. Okay? Keys? Every mother's got keys in her handbag. Mom's taxi. Taking the kids to school. Taking the kids to the doctor. Going to baseball to soccer, to dancing lessons, to karate, to birthday parties. Someone once calculated that mothers spend 303 hours per year in their motor car. That equates to 12 and a half days. How many days have you got under your belt, folks? Ladies, I mean, you know, we're not too far into the world at the moment. So, to the moms here, let's look at it. To the men and the kids, 
Raise your hand if you know the date of your spouse's birthday. The children's birthdays? A couple. That's impressive. There's a whole four men in the whole congregation. (laughs) Wedding anniversaries? A few more. Moms? Hands up if you know the dates of your in-laws' birthdays and anniversaries. I'm disappointed. I thought moms knew everything. Okay, moms, I'll give you 10 seconds to hold up any kind of tissue. No, I'm I'm not timing you, don't worry about it. (laughs) You know what, it's in moments like this that the monster of insignificance whispers into your ears. You see, God sees you as a mother, as the shaper of human beings. Not mom's taxi. He sees you as the instiller of character. The molder of dreams. You're his hands in the creation of a significant human life. Moms, when the monster of insignificance sneaks up on you, and it does. I can't tell you how many women have said to me, you know, I'm only a housewife. I'm only, I'm only It's so sad. Where would we be without you? Where would we be? Where would God be without you? And so I want to say to the moms today, you've got to fight back. (laughs) Because God sees you entirely differently. You see, God sees you as the shaper of a human being, of a, of a human life. Think about it for a moment. The home, and I'm not being facetious now, the home revolves around mom. She is the molder of what happens in a home. She's the one that holds it all together. She's the one that leads the band and comes on to pick up the pieces afterwards. God sees the mother's as the molders of dreams. One of the other monsters is isolation. Isolation. I meet so many ladies who say to me, I feel so alone. Especially when most of your family is scattered around the world. And I know I'm in thin ice here. Because there are a lot of people sitting here this morning with families scattered around the world. And too often the ladies, the moms, begin to feel like a spare part. And you feel like you're letting your kids and your family down. Or you're too old now. Or, or too insignificant or whatever. It's so easy to focus on the failures. And when we talk about a resurrected family, it's about dealing with these demons. It's about dealing with all these issues that pull us down, that depress us and and undermine us. And I want you to know once and for all that you are worth dying for. Jesus has. You are worth dying for. Jesus' death and resurrection was to tell us all once and for all that he loves us died for us, rose again for us, is with us even in this moment. That's what resurrected family for me is. Having Jesus at the center, a resurrected Christ, right in the middle, 
of everything that we say and do and dream about in our, in our family life. And I want to suggest to you that Jesus is breathing resurrection, life and power into every one of you sitting here this morning in this moment. He is, if you will allow him. If you will allow him. The empty cross and the tomb of Jesus tells us every day that your life and you matter to God. You and your life is if was it was the only life on this planet, he would do it again. You are special, folks, not just the ladies. Each and every one of us are worth dying for. And we know that that's the truth. And that's the way it is. Every time you do this, every time we stumble, Every time we question ourselves, every time we get depressed, God says, I've got enough grace for you. I've got enough grace for you. You are my resurrected family. You are the epitome of my life. So every time you blow your top without thinking, God says, I've got enough grace for you. I've got enough grace for you. Every time, every time. Now, all this seems a little bit negative. So let me just pick the pace up a little bit. Let me use caterpillars and cocoons and butterflies uh, to illustrate because every one of us has caterpillar days. And this is with no apology to, the, to chrysalis. Caterpillar days are when relationships go sour and fail and we blame ourselves. That's a caterpillar day. Caterpillar days are when we don't know what to do with our lives. Caterpillar days are days when our children wave goodbye to us and go overseas. Caterpillar days or when you wish they'd come home. But we all have them, not just the moms. We have, we have butterflies as well. We have caterpillars, but we have butterflies as well. We have butterfly days when our kids do well at school. We have butterfly days when they achieve at some sport or activity. We have butterfly days when they come home with the girl or the boy of their dreams and you approve. <coughs> Why that little ripple? <laughs> we have caterpillar days when the boyfriend asks your daughter to marry him and he does it romantically. I won't ask how many of us men have failed miserably in that great uh, invitation. We have butterfly days when we hold our grandchildren in our arms. Hey? 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 It was made for today. <laughs> we have butterfly days when our daughters 
in law and sons in law call us mom and dad. Not um. <laughs> oh, you know about um. Have you met um? <laughs> we have butterfly days when you watch your grandchildren take their first steps, say their first words, or whatever. They, we have butterfly days, moms, when they say, thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. And that says it all. So my message to you today is that the death and resurrection of Jesus is God's message to us that we matter. That we matter. And above all, that when we give our lives to God, when we give our lives to our families, to our community, we become a resurrection people. Not just a family. But this is MCNI, Methodist Church. We are a resurrected family. So it's much, much more than just the nuclear. When we give our lives to God, when we give our lives to our families, to our community, God does something miraculous. And we begin to live as resurrected people, filled with the power and the love of God. God's family. Moms, dads, kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, adopted kids, and so on, and so on, and so on. Welcome to the resurrected family. If we can see Emseni as a resurrected family of God, we can ask for no more. Hey? Yes? Yes. Let's pray a moment. Father, thank you for the family. Thank you that we can meet as we do today. We shared communion at the early service. We share baptism at this service. We share what it means to belong. We share what it means to be family. We sit with family Sunday by Sunday, whether it be, whether it be blood-related or otherwise. We are your family, your resurrected family. God, fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your joy. Fill us with your power that we may be your family and that everything we say and do speaks to who you are in our lives and so we thank you for your word to us this morning O oh God in Jesus name Amen Amen, Amen.